Hi, I'm Kara. And I'm PJ. And this is Skip to the, the Good, good Parts. Part. <laughs> We're so excited today to have Addie Woolridge on. She is going to do a reading from mm. her brand new book, Anatomy of a Meat Cute. Absolutely. And her back catalog includes books of The Checklist and The Bounce Back. Yes. Publishers Weekly calls her new book, Anatomy of a Meat Cute, a delight. And we are delighted to have Addie on. Addie, welcome. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Of course. I feel like you should just have a regular recurring role. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. This is so much fun. I was like, oh, I get to come back and talk to my friends. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, next time drinks are on you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited to hear a reading from Anatomy of a Meat Cute. Is there anything we need to know about it before you start reading? Well, uh, I'm going to start from the beginning because I feel like it's a fun start. Uh, book itself uh, follows Sam Holbrook. She's a, a doctor who's trying to start a new fellowship at the San Francisco Central Hospital, uh, and she's interested in maternal health. Uh, so she's trying to get a new specialty program off the ground, and uh, she's about to meet one of her coworkers in, I guess you could say, a less glorious fashion than she would like as a first impression. Love it. Love it. All right. We're going right. to we're going to turn the microphone over to you. If there is a doctor or a nurse on board, will you please ring the call button? The soothing voice of the flight attendant glided across Sam's consciousness, jolting her out of her early flight stupor. Pushing her sleep mask to the top of her head, she sat upright in her chair, stretched to her full height so she could look around the plane. No one else was ringing the call button. Shit. Taking a deep breath, she raised a shaky hand and pressed the dreaded button above her seat. Nervous energy coursed through her as she tried to recall what her professors and any doctor she had ever encountered said about the medical emergencies and aviation. She'd been warned that this could happen to her one day. Sam just thought she'd have a lot more actual doctoring under her belt when it did. Ma'am, are you a medical professional? The flight attendant's voice was low and calm, as if someone weren't somewhere on the plane experiencing a trauma. I'm an OBGYN. Will that work? The flight attendant's flinch was almost imperceptible. I think it'll have to. Would you come with me, please? Sam tried not to let the fear creeping through her skin make its way to her face as she mumbled apologies to her seatmates, both of whom smiled at her in the vaguely uninterested but encouraging way that only a plane full of Angelinos making their way to the freezing wasteland that was San Francisco could. This was probably an average Tuesday to the Hollywood set. Snatching her sleep mask off her head, she looked at the flight attendant, who began walking down the aisle. Can you tell me anything about the individual? We have a gentleman in first class, wearing dark sunglasses, who started behaving strangely just after departure. He keeps trying to take his clothes off, saying he's melting, then saying that he needs help. We're about 20 minutes to San Francisco. The captain has already called ahead, so medical attention will be waiting for him at the gate. We just need to make sure we can get him there in one piece. Right. Sam said, taking a deep breath. What she really wanted to say was, oh, shit. The flight attendant's description wasn't much for her to go on, but it would have to be enough since she decided to take her Hippocratic oath seriously. Excuse me, a passenger said, stopping the flight attendant as they neared the front of the plane. The attendant motioned for Sam to continue as he leaned in to listen to the passenger's request. Pushing aside the thin curtain that separated the economy cabin from first class, Sam spotted the man almost immediately. Even as he wrestled with his jacket, it was impossible not to notice how good-looking he was. He's probably four years older than her, 
His fine face twisted as he fussed with the zipper, the tawny colors of his East Asian features slightly flushed from exertion, the muscles in his sculpted shoulders flexing as he shook his arm free from one sleeve. Pursing her, pursing her lips, Sam reminded herself that this was someone in need. Ogling was wasting valuable seconds that might save his life. Filling her lungs with air, Sam bent down next to the man, gently set a hand on his arm. Twisting around in his seat, the man snatched a pair of designer headphones off his head and lifted his Wayfarer sunglasses to look at her. Can I help you? Sam fought the urge to squirm and reminded herself that the flight attendants had put out this call because this individual in need was acting strangely. Hi, I'm just here to check on you. The flight attendants thought you may need some medical attention. Excuse me? Sam shifted uncomfortably under the intensity of his gaze. His eyes were just woke up puffy, but not bloodshot. She registered this as a good sign, trying to ignore the fact that his eyes were so dark, they seemed more black than brown. This information wasn't, strictly speaking, medically relevant. How are you feeling? Sam asked, cursing her hair puffs. Of course this man didn't recognize her as a doctor. She was wearing pigtails, not scrubs, and thanks to God and a sprinkling of melanin, people often mistook her for younger than 32. I'm fine. I work in medicine. Why would I need a doctor? Sam took a deep breath, giving the man a once-over. If she had to guess, he was on a bad trip. The question was, what had he taken? Big Ambien? Maybe a party drug? I see. Did you by chance consume anything before you boarded the plane? You are not in trouble. No, you're mistaken. I'm not in need of medical. He took something right when we boarded. I saw it. The elderly man next to him chimed in, causing the man's head to whip around. Not helpful. She was trying to establish trust with the patient, which she couldn't do if the older man was going to be a tattletale. Rolling his eyes, he said, it was Advil. I have a headache. Doing her best to look sympathetic, Sam nodded. It's possible to have an unusual reaction to. What reaction do you think I'm having? The man asked, squinting at her, wrinkling his fine smattering of freckles across his nose. You were... Oh, no, the flight attendant said, placing a hand on her shoulder. Dr. The, I'm dying. Sam's head jerked up just in time to catch a blonde man with a bun scratching at the sleeve of his blazer and jerking around in his seat two rows up. Oh, the attendant said a man in sunglasses needed help. The heat in her body kicked up a notch and no amount of additional poolside tan was going to save her from the visible humiliation flooding her face. And you thought that was me, Mr. Sexy, not Ambien looked incredulous. Well, you were struggling with your, it's here, man bun whispered to a terrified looking woman across from him. Taking a deep breath, Sam stood abruptly as Mr. Sexy, not Ambrian, leaned into the aisle to get a good look at the guy, then looked up at her as if she was less useful than a box of weasels. Whatever, the good looking dude could be offended. Right now, she had an actual patient. Giving the man a curt wave, she said, my apologies. Love it. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Mr. Not Ambien. Love it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I was, uh, I was fully thinking that the, you know, good looking smattered freckles guy was going to be, uh, (laughs) was like wigging out on some kind of bad mix. And, and fun fact, um, they, they, they find out they, they have more in common. (laughs) <laughs> when she gets to work. Spoiler so, oh. so, alert. Spoiler oh. alert. They they might have uh, more run-ins together. Oh. So. Oh. 
Wow. All right. So it's not just it's not just the not mile just high the hookup. Not just it's the a, <laughs> it's a, uh, no, no, not just the mile high meet cute. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because every mile high experience is a meet cute. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Every yeah, single some, one. <laughs> sometimes it's cute. It's definitely a meet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's the way I dress on a plane. Are you kidding me? It's more like give her space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. If it's not comfortable, I'm not wearing it. On a plane. Yeah. What happened to planes in Vegas? Right. Like it used to be, you had to dress up to go to Vegas. You had to dress up to be on a plane. No. Not no, anymore. no. 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 Society. No. What are you going to do? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they also. I mean, back way back in the day, used to make nice martinis on planes. They don't do they that do. either. Mm. So, you know. True story. My grandma used to travel with a bar. My grandfather was a pilot and she would literally bring a portable bar oh, on the plane with them. I love her. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was like, feels like you shouldn't be making martinis for the pilot, but also congratulations. <laughs> right. I want a traveling bar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That oh. is amazing. Love it. Love it. She was oh. getting her martini no matter who was flying. <laughs> That's woman after my own heart yes. right there. Yes, right there. yes. All kudos. I, I would like to be an official part of her family now. That's right. <laughs> Welcome. It's weird. <laughs> oh, Addie, this was wonderful. Everyone yes. should pick up Anatomy of a Meat Cute wherever books are sold. That's so right. get it now on your shelves. That's right. In That's your right. Kindles. Sounds great. And yeah, and support Addie as she's, you know, making this awesome, these awesome stories out there. It's, uh, yes. I'm, I'm actually going to read this because now I want to know. That's right. I want right. to know. I want to yeah. know. PJ, I'm so flattered. Thank you. Yeah, well, know. you know, know. it's going to take me a year because I read, like, you know, and then he saw her. <laughs> Don't worry. Fine. It's on audiobook too. Oh, well, then. Here we Grab are. your audiobook. Yeah. Let's well, that do means it. I have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, looking forward to it. I really, really am looking forward to it. it sounds awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, Addie. This has been a pleasure. Of course. Thanks for having me. Wasn't that a great interview? Oh, yeah. As always. As always. As always. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Skip to the Good Part. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a part of this uh this wonderful little thing we That's got right. going on in the romance literary corner of the bookstore that's right we appreciate you the listener and if you appreciate us please leave us a review absolutely subscribe share share with your book clubs tell all them book club people those voracious readers that's right and please continue to read absolutely support all these fantastic authors that we have on you know as you're learning more about them and learning more about their their books and their works and all the things that you enjoy about them I'll yeah, just all, all the links are in the in the notes of the episode, so check them out. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, don't forget, skip to the good part.